I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today on episode 73, I'm going to talk about how to help your small church, ministry, or small group grow. I'll share from a lesson I did at the Look Up Small Church Leaders Conference in 2019. And I'll be talking about facing the problem, understanding why churches stop growing, dealing with church plateaus and growth plateaus, and overcoming sticking points at different sizes. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, to make this life count, and to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I hope you're having a great beginning to this year in 2021. We're facing challenges with COVID, and I'm praying for you that this is your best year ever. I'm going to be sharing from a conference that I did in 2019 for small church and small ministry leaders. This was held in Eau Claire, Wisconsin in May of 2019, and I want to share with you what I shared with many of the church leaders there. It was a small conference of primarily small church leaders and elders. About 125 people were there, but many people from around the world could not make it, and I felt it's time to share that lesson that I did with you. A biographer of Gandhi named Louis Fisher shared this about Gandhi. When he said, some had spoken as well as he or better. Gandhi's greatness lay in doing what others might do, but don't. There's good news and there's bad news about growing your church, your Bible talk, or your ministry. The good news is that you can absolutely do it. No matter the obstacles you face, the location you find yourself in, or the people that God has called you to lead, you can make it grow. Now, the bad news is that it will demand that you do what others might do, but don't. That's where Gandhi was amazing. My goal is to give you the tools to grow your church from where it is currently to grow to at least 100 members or more. First step, you got to face the problem. We need to understand why churches and ministries stop growing. I became a Christian in 1986, in April of 86, and that year I went back to my hometown of Ashland, Oregon to visit my family. I was a fired up, zealous young Christian, and I looked for the local Church of Christ that was there in Ashland. At that time, I remember going, and it was a very quiet, steady, small group of people, and I remember looking up on the wall at the front and and seeing the attendance from the previous week. It said 24. And that seemed like how many people were there. And it's just, I remember going, boy, it's really not very fired up, very quiet. Fast forward 18 years. And when I came back to plant a new church there, there was, I went back and visited that church that I had visited 18 years ago as a college student. And guess what? Up on the wall, the number from last week, 24. This church, led by a well-meaning and well-intended minister, was stuck for decades 
on a long growth plateau. Growth plateaus, barriers, or sticking points are different names for an affliction that affects every church at one point or another. And that can be a church, it can be a ministry in a larger church, it can be a Bible talk or a small group. The church is a body, and just like a physical body, it exhibits homeostasis. Homeostasis is the tendency to resist change in order to maintain a stable, relatively constant internal environment. Think about weight loss. Have you ever tried to lose weight? It's tough. It's challenging. Why is it such a billion-dollar growth industry to sell weight loss supplements and weight gain powders and all that kind of stuff? Because our bodies are designed for homeostasis, to stay at a certain weight. I've tried to lose weight at times, and and I will lose some weight, and then guess what? I'll bounce right back to the weight I started at. And that's the same for muscle gain or personal habits. Just like in your home, if you've got a thermostat that that keeps us a steady temperature, you know what it's like. It just it wants to go back to that comfort zone. And you need to understand that your ministry, your small group, your house church, is perfectly designed to stay at your current size. Your schedule, membership, leadership, culture, and expectations preserve your current size. Now, the good side of that is that churches rarely decline rapidly or disappear. You know, even in COVID, I'm sure you've noticed that, man, people, people hold up pretty well. They, they do pretty good, and they, they stay in there. They don't just disappear or just run away. Now, the bad side is that it takes all-out effort and skill to get to the next level, to break out of that homeostasis that keeps you at a certain plateau or sticking point. Research supports that there are predictable sizes that a church will level out at. And the most common growth ceilings are 15 people, 50 people, and 100. When Pam and I, my wife, planted a self-supporting church in Ashland, Oregon, back in 2004, I remember a conversation I had with our campus leader. His name was Chris. I told him, we've got to break out of the teens. We just, it seemed like forever, we were stuck in the teens, like 13 people, 14. And we were at a sticking point of 15 people. Now, compared to when Pam and I started with three, with just me and Pam, with two it was seven times larger than when we were at the beginning. I mean, it was awesome. But when you're stuck at a certain point, it just feels like, oh my gosh, are we ever going to break out? And we did break out. And when you look at your ministry, you might be around 15 or 50 or some other number, but you aren't alone facing this challenge. And what's challenging for us is we feel like, oh my gosh, why am I doing such a bad job? You may be doing a fine job, but... The way God has designed this spiritual body is it's designed to pretty much hold steady at a certain level. And many leaders experience the frustration of three steps forward, two steps back. And this is compounded by what we're facing with this COVID pandemic. It's challenging. It's making it even more challenging. It's like trying to do something with your one hand tied behind your back. I mean, it's just, it is very challenging. And yet, God has called us to go make disciples of all nations, to grow his church. So let's talk about dealing with a growth plateau. How, what are some common responses to, 
to that. When we face a ministry, we're leading a ministry, we're in charge, and we know it's not growing. One of the most common things that I see is denial, avoidance, or a lack of acknowledgement. When I visit church conferences, I talk to a lot of different church leaders, and I reconnect, and I love to, love to do that. But one thing I've noticed is that few, if any, will want to talk about how their church is doing. They speak in generalities, and they're unwilling to face squarely that their church is stuck. That, that is a recipe for maintaining the current size. And so maybe you're, you, you feel like, hey, I know my church is not growing, but I'm not going to talk about it. Okay, that, that's going to pretty much lock you into not growing your ministry because you're not going to be vulnerable and get the help you need. The second thing that I see is surrender. This is a common coping tactic in dealing with the growth plateau. Just surrender. This happens when the church leader stops believing that his church will grow and attributes the lack of growth to environmental factors such as the size of the surrounding population, a lack of money, the age of the membership. Maybe it's because people are middle-aged, they're not as zealous, or a lack of leadership. All of these certainly contribute to a church's growth potential, but there are enough exceptions to the rule that it comes across as as excuse-making to simply surrender to a lack of growth. Now, with COVID, we've got a huge, huge, easy out in terms of no growth. We just say, I can't grow because of COVID. Listen, I felt that. Every leader feels that, and yet there are enough church leaders who are growing their churches in the midst of COVID that we need to go, okay, well, maybe I can grow it during COVID. I don't have to surrender. But here's the thing. When you, as the leader, no longer believe that your ministry, your small group, your house church, your zone can grow, guess what? The game is over. You can do it. Don't surrender. What's the third coping tactic I see? Facing the problem. A better and yet more difficult way of dealing with growth barriers is to take a hard look at yourself and figure out what is God demanding of you in order to reignite growth in your church. Growing churches, growing ministries are led by growing leaders. Now, you might be a professional minister, or you might be a campus minister, or you might be self supporting. Maybe you're leading a small group of people, and you're working a a corporate job. It doesn't matter. Growing ministries are led by growing leaders. You may not be the reason why your ministry has stopped growing, but you certainly will be a large part of the reason it starts growing again. And I've seen that in Tucson. Pam and I planted the church in 2012, and it it has a lot to do with how, how I'm doing. Am I growing? Am I learning? One of the things that I see is that statistics are a casualty of 2003. Prior to 2003, everyone knew everyone else's growth and progress, which was good and bad. If people were overly focused on it, it became a source of comparison, and it could be a sinful comparison. Oh, my church is growing better than yours. I'm doing better. But at the same time, statistics are a very good thing. You want to know. Like when you go to the doctor, you want them to check your pulse. You want them to check your heart pressure, your blood pressure. You want these things to know. You, you need to know some vital signs. You know, you want to know, do I have COVID or not? 
Those are, those are indicators so that you can get treatment so you can improve. So here's my practical challenge. Do you know how your ministry is doing right now? Now, it's more difficult because we, we have to keep track and we have to kind of make some assessments of how people are doing. Sometimes people disappear during COVID and it's harder to track people down. But that's your job. You're a shepherd. You need to know the condition of your flock. And so what I'll do is I'll just go through and just check out, okay, who's here? I'll call people. Hey, how are you doing? Are you still involved? Are you still engaged? Now, some people are kind of floating on the, on the perimeter and they're a little shaky, but you need to know how, how are people doing? And what's encouraging is that if you'll overcome your fear, you'll realize actually people are doing better than you, you might even suspect. They might be doing really good. Let's talk about overcoming sticking points at different sizes. There are two primary areas to evaluate when you're trying to figure out what it'll take to kickstart growth in your church. The first is the leader's mindset and habits. The leader of a church or ministry under 100 serves as the model and the motivation of the church. And this is this encompasses a lot of people because even if we've got a large church, let's say of 1,000 or 500 or 3,000 people, it's typically cons- consisting of ministries that are made up of a, groups of like 100 people. They'll, you'll have a region leader who leads 100 here or 100 there. It's typically right around. So it's like a collection of smaller churches in one big metropolitan area. But the leader of a church under 100 serves as the model and motivation of the church. Take a look at what Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, in the message version. He said, You paid careful attention to the way we lived among you and determined to live that way yourselves. In imitating us, you imitated the master. Paul reveals his simple method of planting and leading a small church. He set an example or pattern that young Christians were explicitly called to follow. He knew that his own living example was the DNA of the future church. His attitudes and behavior would be mirrored in the growing church body. In the same way, if a church has leveled out in its growth, you, as the leader, have to examine your attitudes, your words, and your actions. And so, Today, we're going to dig into the leader's thought life and example in an effort to remove roadblocks to church growth. And we're going to take a look at that over the next couple episodes. So beyond the leader's example and mindset, the second thing that affects and helps you to assess where your ministry's at is the church's culture, its structure, and its schedule. If you as a leader are growing, but the church itself remains stuck, it could be that the calendar, the structure, or the culture of the church is inhibiting growth. Sometimes ministries can be held back by one person or small group of people who are holding on to the past or afraid of repeating past mistakes. And we're going to be spending some time looking at church structures that promote growth. Leading a ministry is challenging. Leading a church is tough, but leading it to consistent growth is really the hardest job in the world. However, you and your church, your ministry, can be the exception. You're probably the golden child in your congregation. 
just the fact that you're listening to this program, you probably have a really strong desire to grow and love the kingdom. You're like what my mom used to tell me. You're just like cream. You always rise to the top. And that's probably why you've been chosen to lead the ministry you're in charge of. You wouldn't be where you are unless someone thought you had exceptional promise and talent. You can grow your ministry, whether it's a singles ministry or a campus ministry. But I want to tell you, it will take everything you have and more. And so next episode, we're going to be talking about how to win the mental battle how to get the kind of grit and determination to take a ministry that's not doing great and get it to grow again. If you're enjoying this podcast, let me ask you a favor. Let your friends know about it and how to find it. Tell your church friends and spread the word. I'm just so thankful that you've been listening and the word's getting out there and it's been so encouraging to see the number of people listening to it week by week. You know, my goal is to inspire you to make this life count. It's a short life. I want you to live a no regrets life and to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Let's do it together. Have a great day and make this life count.